1: We talk about Auburn's biggest needs and concerns on this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. let's go what's up Auburn family I'm your host Dustin Smith joined as always by my guy Blake Lane hope everybody's week is off to a good start man we're gonna get it here tonight and talk some football Blake talk about the well, off seasons here and what can our Auburn Tigers do to get better on the field and I th- I'm gonna go the route tonight Blake of I think a lot of what Auburn needs to do is get better off the field but first off man how are you doing today brother
0: I'm doing great Dustin uh just had a great day, man. Just, just kind of, just kind of going with the vibes, man. And and I feel like the vibes are high for Auburn University right now. Big time basketball game tomorrow night. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's been fun on Twitter seeing some of the Gumps and their comments and everything. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's going to be an electric atmosphere inside of Coleman Coliseum, and not because of the Gump fans. It's gonna be. It's gonna be because the barn is coming, brother. Yes, sir. Take right. over. The, the barn is taking over the <laughs> that airplane hangar <laughs> tomorrow night. All right, uh, can't wait for it. We were gonna go live, and you know, Dustin and I, we were we were talking about going live for it, but we we're gonna hold off on that just because we're gonna be, you know, just so into the game and everything. Yeah. And and, um, but look for me Saturday. Uh, I'll go live for that one. And uh, and knock that out for you guys and come join me, come get in the chat and everything. We'll have a we'll have a blast, man. But Dustin, I'm ready to talk some Auburn football, brother.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For sure. Uh, y'all guys look out for it, though. Like Blake said, Mississippi State game, we will be going live. Uh, the chat will be open up for our members only, but all y'all can come in there and hang out with us. So but yeah. well, let's talk some football, man. Real quick, I to get over here and say what's up to the people. Our guy Chris. Getting in here. Brandon is in here. Our usuals. Brad saying, war damn eagle, everyone. Where can I find that shirt, Dustin? I don't know, man. Uh <laughs> Mom, grandma, girlfriend. One of the ladies in the life got this one for me for Christmas, so uh had to throw it on. Glad you like it though. Our boy Trevor's in here. Good deal. T-Rex was something that Blake, Blake says often. Be patient. Yeah, it's Blake. a virtue. <laughs> Patience Blake- is a virtue. Blake preaches it. Be patient, baby. <laughs> the weakest links has got to find a QB. All those new receivers are great, but do no good if we can't throw them the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hear you, weakest link. What I'm going to do is I'm going to circle back to this one here as we get into our discussion a little bit. Because first I wanted to uh, put – it was too much to put uh, – here we go, Blake. I got the quote. We had a recruit come in this week, and he gave us kind of an insight Four-star cornerback out of Buford, Georgia, Devin Williams. I'm getting this quote off of uh, AuburnRivals.com, Caleb Jones' article. He talked to Devin after his visit, had a whole bunch of guys come in this week. And we're going to have – here later in the week, we'll have a recruiting episode that we would originally planned to have last week and really going to get in and talk about kind of what all happened this weekend. Man, I think we made some big moves and some big-time recruitments. But this Devin Williams is four-star cornerback out of Buford. He comes in, and I have this quote, Blake, uh, because I thought it was interesting he, he kind of said something that Hugh was telling the guys, and we've kind of heard that this has kind of been what's going around lately. And I thought it was pretty telling into kind of what Hugh's strategy is here this offseason. So he said, uh, he was telling me about the culture of the program, how he doesn't like to grab guys out of the portal. He liked to do it through high school recruiting. He was big on cultural and not just jumping in the portal after one year. That is Devin Williams, a four-star DB out of for Georgia. And I thought that was interesting, Blake, because – you know, when Hugh first came in, we kind of saw the heavy action in the portal, right? We were, we really went after a lot of guys, especially you look at the offensive line. I think that's because Hugh came in and he saw what it was. He looked at the film and he said, Okay, I have to completely redo this offensive line. I have to fill holes here and fill holes there. I need to get guys at linebacker, you know, Larry Nixon and, and find guys where I can. He tried. I know that he missed with the Shane Hooks and the Jair Shorters and those kind of guys, but he looked at receiver and said, Man, I got to try to get some guys in here, some bigger body guys with some experience. Um, this year, it seems to have kind of been toned back a little bit, and I think that's for a couple of reasons. One, I think because now he's been able to get in his his first full class, and obviously he had the pieces that he was able to steal there at the end of last class with with Falk and Lou and some Kay and Lee, some building blocks that played this year early. Um, but now getting in his full class this year, he's saying, okay, I really got some guys. So he doesn't have to do it just by the numbers as much. But also, Blake, and I want your opinion on this, I think you looked at it and said, hey, this portal stuff is hard for the culture. It's hard for the culture because I'm bringing in guys that, for whatever reason, they might have different motivations, right? Guys that have only played, they might only have one year of eligibility left, and they may be only looking out for them. And what he's trying to do is, is get guys that can come in from the high school ranks early and build that culture. And we see it with the guys like Walker White, the Cam Coleman's, the Perry Thompson's, the guys that are excited to be at Auburn and be a part of what's going on. So just kind of what did you think about this quote and huge strategy moving forward, kind of looking at how he wants to build this program?
0: Yeah, I, I love this quote. And you remember last year when we hit the portal really hard and there was kind of a narrative that was spun about some of the players were like, hey, you know, new coach coming in, um he hits the portal uh and he's just he's just just steadily hitting it hitting it hitting it bringing all this new talent in and then everybody was saying oh well maybe hugh freeze doesn't believe in this guy maybe he doesn't believe in this guy and then maybe that could have caused some locker room problems i don't know but i like this quote because it's showing that we are taking a different route than most nowadays and we are going the high school route and building something all right because now we're in a, we're in a time where you can just up and leave and go anywhere. Perfect example: TJ Finley on his fourth school. All right, the kid is on his fourth school, and you know you you, you got to start building depth. It's depth when you go into the high school ranks. When you go into the portal dog, you're not creating depth because guess what. Like I just said, you're going to go to the portal. You're going to get a guy. He's going to play for you a year, and then he's going to bounce the next year and go somewhere else. That's just how it is. And so I think Hugh has put an emphasis on going to the high school ranks, learning a kid, building a relationship, saying, hey, I want you here for the next three to four years, and I want you to be a part of the Auburn family. Because I think a lot of times, man, when you do go to the portal, Not many guys come in and say – not many guys come in and learn Auburn. They don't love Auburn. They're just here to show out a year and go wherever else they can the next. And so, you know, I know everybody's wanting to find a quarterback and hit the portal for a quarterback, but Dustin and I sat here months ago and we said, hey, look, probably not going that route. Now, after the bowl game, I said, eh, you know – It's a little sketchy now, but still, at the end of the day, uh, you know, bodies are flying off the board in the portal at quarterback, and we still haven't went that route. So that says something with what Hugh Freeze is doing, and it says something in what he believes in, Dustin.
1: Yeah, for sure. And speaking on the quarterback, I just – I'm not sure, again, we've said this a hundred times, but – I just don't know what's out there. There's just not a layup yeah. out there. There's not a home run where it's like, okay, the NIL and everything else makes sense. And as we know with Auburn, the degree has to line up. It's, it's, it's hard to make it all work, man. So um, it's not – unfortunately, it's not the Xbox. It's not like you can just say, okay, press this button and do that there. And I've heard that example used a lot with uh, with Ron Roberts is how people look at it and say, hey, man, this worked on the field, and but – it's not a video game. There's real people, relationships are involved, and all that kind of thing. Um, our guy, the Ohio podcast, saying hello, Dustin and Blake, hit that thumbs up. Everyone reminding everybody hit that like. What's up, buddy? Appreciate you coming in here with us. Speaking on QB, our boy Michael says, I just want a legit open competition at QB. And whoever is really the best on the roster needs to play. But I would like to uh, I would like to add a transfer transfer to add to the competition. Yeah, Mike, I agree with you. And I'll kind of use this to transition into my point here as first as to what I want to see, because I have a couple of things. What I want to see transpire this offseason, the first thing I want to see is the culture. And there's really no need to even elaborate on that. Me and Blake have talked a lot about kind of what the issues are inside the locker room and just guys not playing as a team. And I think that right now you have a perfect example at Auburn in front of you with the basketball team. Of a good culture, a good locker room, and how that uh, how that can translate to on the field or on the court success, and that's the first thing that needs to happen. But speaking on QB, like Blake just said, I don't anticipate a guy coming in in the portal. We'll see. We did bring in, you know, we did bring in Peyton in that spring uh, portal period, so we'll see. But as of now, I don't really see a guy out there. I don't see this option where it's like, okay, so what I want to see, guys, I want to see somebody step up. And I'm kind of, if it's Peyton Thorne, it's Peyton Thorne. But I think Peyton Thorne is what it is. I was never too fired up for Peyton Thorne when he came, and I'm not now. Because I don't, it just is what it is. Like, I think that he can be a serviceable to good quarterback with everything around him. And I do think that he's going to have more talented receivers this year than he had last year. But. All these guys coming in, they're still freshmen. So how much can I expect from Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simen? How Just, you know, will all those guys be ready year one? Probably not. We've watched a lot of football. We know it usually doesn't work like that. Um, one or two of them will be ready. I kind of kind of tend to think it's going to be Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson. We are hearing, though, good things about Bryce. I do think Bryce will be able to get on the field. And you got speed like that, you can definitely, you know, just burn it. But there's going to be some guys, bro, where it's just going to take some time I don't – like, you got Rivaldo. You've got Jay. I know you brought in Robert Lewis. I mean, there's some, there's some stuff there, but I just don't know if it's enough for Peyton Thorne, man. So, I'm looking at I'm looking at Hank Brown. Man, I want that to be real. Let that be real. I hope it wasn't just garbage time. Let that be real. Holding, It's now or never for you, brother. If you're going to be the starting QB at Auburn, if you're holding, time's running out for that. Step up this spring because we've heard – we've heard – All the time we hear, hey, man, Holden was the best one at the scrimmage today. Hey, man, you know, the pro day, he lived it up through it better than Cam Newton did. Like, all this kind of stuff we hear about how great he is at throwing the ball. Put the whole thing together. That's what I want to see, Blake. I want to see somebody in that QB room, preferably one of those two guys, Holden or Hank Brown, come in and say, I'm that guy. Now, I know that everybody is going to say, well, Walker White, Walker White. And, boy, i love that. Because if Walker White can come in as a freshman and win the job, then I think that (laughs) – I think we got something on our hands for the next two or three years, right? But I think that – I think this year is going to be the redshirt year for Walker. You would like to be in situations and games like New Mexico State where you're actually blowing them out and you can get him the reps and, you know, and you use those four games and that whole deal that the NCAA made there. So, uh, for me, Blake, I'll start there. On the offensive side, that's the first thing I want to see because. I kinda I I I know where we stand with receivers now, right? Like I kind of know what guy I think Caleb Burton's gonna gonna step up. I kind of know what Jay Fair is. Um I know that I know he's a tight end, but we know we're gonna get receiving production out of Rivaldo. We know that Robert well, I say we know, but we we have good film on Robert Lewis. I think he can come in and be a productive player, but and then we have a bunch of freshmen. So we kind of know like, okay, there's that. We know what we got at running back. There's some 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 things need to be answered offensive line, but for the most part, I kind of know you know what that's going to be there. Um, we know it's going to be a Hugh Freeze offense and all that kind of deal. Who's going to be the signal caller? That's going to be my thing. And if it's going to be you PT, then because here's the thing that here's the thing that kind of I was thinking about this this morning. The thing that drives me crazy about PT is I got two PTs. I got the one that stepped out of bounds three yards shy in Baton Rouge, and I got the one that trucked old boy in Fayetteville. So, which one's it going to be? Because I can deal with the missed throws, Blake. I can deal with that because everyone's going to miss throws. That's fine. But the, but the inconsistency of the mindset, that's what has drove me nuts. I need the dog version of Peyton Thorne if you're going to be the guy. And if not, Hank Brown Holden, somebody step up. Somebody in that QB room step up and give Auburn University competent QB play. Is that too much to ask?
0: No, it's not. And Look, I'll be honest with you, and I know everybody is high on the, in the on the Walker White train. I am myself. All right, it's just extremely hard to ask a guy straight out of high school to come in and play right away in the SEC. It has happened very few times. All right, and everybody that comes in in the comments and says, "Well, Bo Nix did it." All right, well, Bo Nix also went to the swamp and absolutely struggled. All right, Bo Nix went to Baton Rouge and he struggled. All right. Like it's it's tough. Bo Nix, he missed that throw against Georgia, the fourth and two, uh, you know. And and if he and if he hits that right there, we probably score and tie that game up. There's just growing pains with a true freshman at quarterback. I'm high on Walker White. I thought he played just incredibly uh, well-rounded quarterback play in that All Star game. I, I mean, I thought it was just. Mm-hmm. Uh, the future is bright. The the arm talent is electric. So, like you said, Dustin, with PT, all right, I know his receivers didn't help him out a whole lot last year, but it was a mindset thing, bro. Like when they would put the camera on him sometimes, he would just look like he was completely out of it. Like there's no dog in there. But then, like you said, you see him in Fayetteville, and you see him truck a guy, and you're like, okay, well, there's something in there. there. There's something in there. But what I need to see is, I need to see you fourth and fourth and four, fourth and five, whatever it was, and you step out three three yards out of bounds, uh, in Baton Rouge. Nah, dog, I don't need to see that. All right, now, granted, he made a couple throws against Georgia. That if if we got a playmaker out there that comes down with it, we can uh, we can win that game. All right, but I just I want somebody to step up, and I want it to be an actual competition this year because, like I always said last year, I never felt like it was truly a competition. I never felt like it was Robbie, Holden, and Peyton. I always felt like it was Peyton and then Robbie and Holden for QB, two. I just never felt like uh, Peyton was in jeopardy of losing his job, even though when it come out, oh, well, Peyton played the worst in the scrimmage today. I posted on on all the sites. Peyton, he didn't play well in the scrimmage. He, he he threw two picks here and everything. And and the whole time I come on here and I said Peyton Thorne is the starting quarterback. Period. Like he just come in and he didn't transfer here for no reason. Now, as far as going to the portal for a quarterback, Dustin, like lot of a lot of quarterbacks are gonna enter in that spring window. You're going to have guys go through spring ball, and they're going to realize, hey, I'm not starting. Let me let me get up and get out of here, all right? So what happens when you do bring a portal quarterback in, all right? I know a lot of people believe that Holden's going to bounce after that spring, all right? He doesn't win the job. He's going to bounce. A lot of people believe that, all right? Yeah. So if you bring another guy in, you're running into the same situation as PT ran into. He's got two to three months, all right? And what he's he's gonna step on the field and light it up I mean you' you're you're going into the same situation and so do do you run it back with PT? Do you give Hank Brown a shot? Hank Brown looked good in the bowl game it looked like everybody else loved him you hear Perry Thompson on a Twitter space the other night that Perry Thompson believes in Peyton Thorn um. I don't – Hank was 100% garbage time. That's – I mean, that could be true as well, you know. I mean, he was facing a soft zone and, uh, you know, nothing over the top, everything underneath. And, you know, look, I just don't believe Auburn is going to the portal and getting a guy for two months and then making him the starting quarterback, just like they did last year. And I also think NIL has to play in it too. I, I think we're in a day and age of college football where you pay a kid NIL money, and it's like the NFL. If a guy signs a five-year, uh, $150 million deal, he's going to get more opportunities than the guy who signed a one-year deal for $20 million. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. And, you know, I think that holds
1: weight. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, P Pass said that the flaw with PT is he can't get you back in a game down seventeen, and I think that that's, that's what we've seen. It's yep. it's a it's a front runner thing, right? You look at Vanderbilt, you look at Arkansas, you look at Mississippi State. These are games where Auburn got out early and he continued to look good. I know that he threw the, the pick six first Vanderbilt and kind of recovered, but you know ultimately he just uh it, it just kind of seemed like the wherever the momentum was kind of going, that was the way that he was going, but. I will be fair, you know, you look at that Bama game, he never really had time to throw the ball. Um, And then Georgia game, like Blake said, some receivers make some plays. That game does look different. But it's just the inconsistencies, and like we said, it's really the mindset thing there. So whoever it is, man, I just want them to figure it out.
0: And and another thing, I I see uh, Brad's comment down here, and, and I like this too because there was a lot of times we wanted to throw everything on PT. This one? Yes sir. There was a lot of times um that that w- we wanted to throw everything on PT and we wanted to just say oh it was Peyton Thorne's fault. It was Peyton Thorne's fault. Man, I don't know if y'all watched that offensive line in that Texas and game, but it was bad. It was bad bad. All mm-hmm. right. And it wasn't always PT's fault. Now was he you know the best thing since sliced bread? No, absolutely not. But I can tell you, like that back shoulder throw against Georgia, Malcolm Johnson Jr. Look, Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman—they come down with that football. Hmm. It's a different game, probably a different outcome. All right, and uh, and look, even you can give go point to that game—the fourth and five. All right, Jay Fair, you gotta catch that ball, dog. Like I know it's high. All right but I can tell you somebody who wants to catch that ball and that's Bryce Kane. That's Malcolm Simmons. All right. They want to catch that football. They want to be on the field to catch that football this year. So, you know, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. Everybody keeps making the jokes of who's going to throw him the ball, who's going to throw them the ball and everything. Uh, I can also say that having elite wide receiver play can make his job a lot easier. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, when you're able to throw a slant or a bubble screen or, You know, and and a guy take it to the house, you know. We have that now at Auburn. I know they're young, but we have those freaks at the receiver position. Man, Dustin and I, we went all the way to Foley this fall to watch Perry Thompson and Bryce Kane play each other. And when I tell you those two kids are absolutely electric, Bryce Kane ain't getting near the love. Kid's been playing football for two years. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this about Bryce Kane. Last year, I went and watched him, all right, his junior year. Absolutely torched Theodore. Theodore played Sarah Land in the semifinals last year. Absolutely torched Sarah Land's D, Dustin. All right, wide open, drops the football, all right. Struggled, struggled all year catching the football. Just had a rough year. Elite speed, separation, all that, great. The jump that he made from last year to this year with one year of playing football under his belt, incredible, incredible. Dude is elite, man. He's elite. And uh, I know it's going to feel good watching a kid like that, man, when he catches a slant and he's able to split that secondary and take it to the house. That's going to be electric.
1: Yeah, it's something that we have not had in a long time. And uh, the Ohio podcast said Marvin, ha- Marvin Harrison Jr. covered up a lot of issues on Ohio State's offseason this year. It's a fact, bro. Sometimes, like I made this point, Um, you know, I went and watched Cam Coleman a couple of times, and I made this point about th- th- kind of like a, not necessarily comparing their play styles, but in the sense of like a Mike Evans, in the sense that, bro, you can look at Mike Evans and he's had, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, Mike Glennon. Yes, there's Tom Brady in there. Is it a coincidence that Baker Mayfield just had his best year as a pro with Mike Evans? Probably not. Like, a receiver, yes, the quarterback has to get you to the ball. A receiver is a position that is really dependent on a lot of things going right. But there are game changers out there at that position as well. And I think that Auburn's recruited a couple of those. I think that Cam Coleman is definitely one of those. I think that Perry Thompson can develop into the, one of those relatively quickly. And then Bryce Kane is that guy where it's like, I don't think Auburn's ever going to have ask Bryce to have 50, 60 receptions a year. It's going to be those two to three times Bryce touches the ball in a game. And I'm sure he'll have days where he's eaten, but in those times where he touches the ball, it could be a house call every single time. It's, it's just like that. And it's funny because, um, you know, I watched almost this entire class that we brought in. Uh, only one I didn't get to watch live in high school this year was was Malcolm Simmons. And then, obviously, went to half of the Auburn games. And <laughs> it, it's just it's just different, bro. It's just different. I'm just, like, the guys that we brought in at receiver versus the guys that are on the roster right now, it's just a different skill set. Um, and it's so, yes, to your point, Ohio Podcast, I think that, Marvin Harrison is that kind of guy. And I think for the first time, Auburn has truly recruited and brought those kind of guys in at the receiver position. And uh, I think, you know, the, the cool thing is, is the offensive line, I know there's still work that's got to be done, but, like, I think the one thing that we can not say about Jake Thornton is the development. I think that offensive line, I think he got the most out of those guys last year, Blake. There were some rough passes. There's no excuse for what happened versus New Mexico State. You know, especially on the offensive line, defensive line as well. Um, But overall, man, I think that the team – the offensive line did make a big jump. And so I'm looking at the offense as a whole, and I'm just like, all right, man, if there's a a quarterback that can can just play just above average, he doesn't have to light the world on fire. But with our backfield and with Hugh Freeze calling the plays, with there finally being some kind of continuity on the offense and identity, knowing what we're going to do, if you can just protect the football – Make the open throws. And then, you know, to the point earlier about um the problem with Peyton Thorne is when we're down 17, we're kind of out of the game. Yeah, we need we need whoever it is. Thorne, whoever it is, Holden, Hank, Walker. It gotta be a dog, bro. It's gotta be, there's a reason why um. I say it all the time about Auburn. Like we, we don't make the big plays in these big games, you can kind of put that sentiment to the quarterback room as well, right? And at some point, somebody's just got to come in and say, I don't care about the all time stats. I don't care about the narrative. Auburn is not where the passing game goes to die. I'm gonna be the guy to change that. And who is it gonna be? But some but I'm hoping that the guy's on the roster. And I'm hoping that it, I'm hoping that ultimately that guy's Walker White, but Man, if you're Peyton Thorn, can you can you be the guy this year to to bridge that gap and get us there, and at least give us consistent above our average quarterback play? And I don't know, Blake, mess around and have a winning season. Would that be Would that be too much? You know.
0: Look, if we don't have a winning season this year, uh, boy, mm, that that would be that would be gut wrenching, man. Um. I don't even want to think about that. That would be four straight years, uh, and then you know the the questions would start to to come about. But hopefully we don't have to get into that because I believe that we do have enough talent uh, on this roster, and and the way the schedule pans out, man, and just getting those home games early on, uh, you know, I, I think that we we're set up to possibly have a chance to be undefeated going to Athens, Georgia, mm. and and I know you get Oklahoma at home and that's going to be a huge game we'll be there i'm sure but they got a guy that that he's young he's inexperienced he played the bowl game he didn't look great uh so you know you're asking him to step in and play inside of jordan hair you know probably going to be one of his first big road tests and uh you know i just think you have an opportunity to win all those games at home i think you have a great opportunity to sweep Cal and uh You know, I I think it could play out in our favor next year. But like all these things that we mentioned, man, the offensive line getting a guy like the the Percy Lewis kid from Mississippi State—that's absolutely huge. All right, look, I know Dustin and I made a we made a made a little comment uh, that sometimes going to the G five and getting guys to come in might not be the best thing. But now you just went and got a tackle from Mississippi State who's played a ton of football all right who is highly regarded at his position all right and and people say hey this dude this dude's a baller all right right and that also allows you to move people around on your line Dylan Wade moving him to guard then you got Connor Lou who stepped up and i mean people are saying that he could be the the best center in the SEC next year yep, so it looks like the pieces are coming together for you to have a pretty damn good offensive line, so I think you got to be excited about that. Um, you know, you, we know what the running back room is going to do. Like you mentioned, man, uh, I'm looking over here in the comments and seeing that Kentucky is getting blasted. So no, I yeah. hate to see it. I yeah, hate Coach Cal, it. he poor <laughs> fella, hate it for him. Um, but Dustin, I'm excited about just really diving in for for a day, man. Diving in for these spring practices, mm-hmm. getting this quarterback competition figured out, and then looking over at the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, you you lost Donovan Kaufman, Cam Riley. Uh, how are we gonna replace some of those pieces?
1: Right. Yeah, we're about to get over on the defensive side. Uh, real quick, when you're talking about offensive line, you talk about Connor Lou coming back, being the best center. Me and you have heard it's really not even a secret at this point about the progression that Tyler Johnson, the freshman out of Louisiana, made this year. And uh We've been told, hey, he's probably going to start next year as a shirt freshman. So now I'm looking at that and I'm saying, cool, you're starting to see now, you're starting to see the guys that we've recruited out of high school starting to fill in and take spots. And that's where we need to get on that offensive line, back to where it's guys that we recruited out the high school rank, blue-chip prospects that are developing, and, you know, because – we all know how bad the offensive line recruiting got. I would make the argument, Blake, that it's a big, a big reason why Gus Malzahn got fired, um, and then Harson just didn't address it. He was like, "We'll run it back with these guys," and it just it kind of led to what we've all seen on the offense. That's where our troubles have started over the past four or five years of the offensive line, and we've kind of arrived at this point on offense. But that's where it, that's where it all went wrong, bro.
0: I, I agree 100%, man. That was the truly the downfall of Gus. And I want to say one thing, Dustin. I I, I peeped these comments over here, and everybody keeps wondering about Ryan Williams. Look, uh, Ryan's from my city. Uh, I, I'm going to support the kid. I, I think he's the best player in the country. I don't give a damn what on three or two, four, seven, arrivals rivals has to say. I've watched him multiple times in person, and I think he's the greatest. And I think he's program changing all right, that's how damn good I think he is. I mean, yeah. it, it's just point-blank period, all right? It, it, he's he's electric. He can do everything. Uh, and and as far as I'm concerned about the trolling man, he's 16 years old, and what would you do if you were in that situation? You would troll just like Ryan Williams is trolling, all right? And uh, one thing I'll say about this is he just canceled his, his visit to Texas, and – Everybody keeps saying Bama or Auburn, Bama or Auburn. Look, when I break it down, Dustin, we're talking about the receiver position. Yes, we have dudes, all right? We got Cam Coleman. We got Perry Thompson. We got, you know, the fantastic freeze four, as you want to call them right now, all right? But this cat, this cat is is program changing, dog, and he's different. They basically told him, hey, uh, you need to get out of high school football. You're that good. Like, you just need to go ahead and bounce, bro. Like, you're back-to-back player of the year in the yeah. state of Alabama. Never been done before, folks. Never. All right? And he did it. 15 years old, 16 years old. All right? When I look at When I look at his recruitment, Dustin, he's always said relationships matter. What happened at Bama? Saban retired. Holman Wiggins leaves for A&M. And uh, T-Rob leaves for Georgia. So those were his relationships. Uh, I know him and and Bachway are huge friends, and, and that's cool. But guess what, man? You got Perry up at Auburn. You got Cam Coleman at Auburn. You got Bryce Kane, another mobile boy. All right? You would have three Mobile boys in the in the in the I almost called them the Fab Five, but I think they could be better than the Fab Five. I think they could actually win a championship. Uh, but the Freeze Five, you could have three Mobile Boys in the freeze and in, in the Freeze Five. So you got Travon Reed, you got uh, Marcus Davis, one of the best at, at what he's doing right now, man. The relationships are there. Hugh Freeze, uh, he could pick Bama, Dustin, but one thing that I get kind of tired of seeing is I get tired of seeing, well, I don't even want Ryan Williams because I'm sick of this. I, like, like dog, that is absolutely mind-blowing that you would turn down the best player in the country because, what, he's taking his time until his birthday? Okay, like the man wants to sign on his birthday, dog. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Like I said, he's 16 it's just that's just how it goes he'll never get this opportunity again but to sit here and say that uh you just don't want ryan williams anymore is absurd to me that is i I, I don't get it
1: yeah hey listen i know that we haven't been here in a while but this is big boy recruiting this is the way it goes you know you're you're up there with the big dogs man and um you're gonna have guys that they just you're gonna have guys that commit, and then it, we saw it with Perry, right? Perry was locked in, and then it came that final time, and Bama made that one final push, and we had to kind of we had to secure that one. is it, it, that's the way it goes. You're up here with the big dogs, man. And when you yep. look at that, when you look at the top ten, we're the only team up there that had a losing record, so. You know, we're really – we're up there. We're really having to sell a vision as these other teams have a vision and a proof of concept. So, look, just be happy that – I'm not saying, like, just settle. Me and Blake definitely aren't second place, just settle kind of guys. But be happy that you're in this battle. And, um, you know, every time when when an article comes out or some kind of post that's Ryan Williams to Bama, that doesn't – I mean, we'll see how it goes, man. Like, uh, we continue to tell you all, like, it's this that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Let's just see. Just we'll, we'll see. Let me tell you
0: something about about when he does an interview with Bowl. All right. Bam online for any of you that don't know. Do you really think he's about to get on bowl and say, Oh man, I really wasn't impressed with uh with the new coaching staff? I just right. I really didn't, you know. Uh it didn't really fit me. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's not how it goes, man. It, it's you gotta deal with the media, dog. Like you gotta get up there and show yourself and and Be a a, be a great representative and say, "Hey, man, I enjoyed my visit. That's awesome." So take all the words. The biggest thing is people send me, "Oh, he was wearing an Alabama jacket." Dog, I don't care. Like you're you're paying attention to what a 16 year old kid is wearing out in public. That's weird. Like, like, take all of that and let it go. Stop worrying about it. When he signs February 9th, we will know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, So we're about to get over here and talk about the defensive side of the ball, what we'd like to see. But before we do, shout out to our guy, Chris, who gifted five memberships tonight. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate you, brother. And uh, speaking of these memberships, real quick, Blake, I wanted to, uh, like we talked about for Saturday, we are going to have the, uh, the live stream of the Mississippi State game for our members. And then also, brother, real quick, tell the people what they can get if they sign up.
0: Yeah, man, hey, if you sign up, $3.99 a month, JV squad, members-only live chat. Uh, we'll probably be doing that one Saturday on the live stream for the basketball game. Members shout-outs. You guys get in here in these super chats. You, the, the chat, Dustin gets it rolling. We'll shout you out. Uh, early access to videos, I usually drop that on Friday. I'll post it late Thursday night, and you guys can watch it uh, early Friday morning before we go live at 10. And then for the five ninety nine a month, varsity squad, Dustin hammering the recruiting update videos, uh, the game day group chat. I feel like we stay in there every day. It's not, we need, we just need to take the game day group chat off, (laughs) Dustin, because it's just a, it's just a up tempo group chat because we stay in there every day and we love it. Uh, the game play with you, NCAA, if it ever comes out, get, get with us. Mm -hmm. We're Xbox and, uh, and we can chop it up on the sticks and then watch the film, man. Uh, the Auburn baseball team. If you haven't seen what they are producing on social media, go check it out, man. This atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. We're going to break down a lot of stuff with baseball this year. Don't leave us just because football and basketball ends, man. Stay around for the baseball. It's going to be electric.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, me and Blake are definitely fired up for the baseball. We are going to have a a lot of access to the program, and we're really really excited to bring some of that Mm -hmm. content to you guys. But looking over here to the defensive side, bro, I'll tell you right now, Blake, Right now, my biggest concern is the middle of that defensive line. Yep. If there is any way that uh, some options come available in that spring spring portion of the portal, we need to go get them, bro. With, with, uh, with Rodgers going pro, with Marcus going pro, it really leaves us in a spot where – Man, there's going to be some freshmen that are going to have to step up. Some young cats who are going to have to step in, find production. But there's just not, there's just not a lot of bodies there. I mean, I'm looking at Jason Jones saying, "Bro, you got to be a guy now." Yeah. And um, you know, a, a guy like Reed, the freshman that we brought in last year, who got hurt and kind of put some of his uh, his progress back, probably would have got on the field some this year. And then uh, you look at Gaze okay, Keys and Trill Carter, like they're they were brought in to be deaf pieces. Right now, I'm like. That, that top that top part of that depth chart really in the middle of that defensive line Blake it worries me looking at the edge I'm okay because it's young pieces i and mean you've already we've, we've been saying hey next year we might only win seven games. But, this, but I'm okay if I'm looking, then I see a whole bunch of freshmen and a whole bunch of sophomores out there, then I can deal with it. So I'm okay with Jamonte Waller and Joe Phillips, you know, taking their lumps out there at the edge. I'm cool with that. Um, But I am worried about the interior of that defensive line. Looking at the second level, of linebacker, I'm not concerned because, again, I know what it's going to be. I'm not – I don't really have – I mean, we know what Eugene is – Um. We kind of know what we have there, and some of the older guys. But I really like the young guys. I think that DJ Barber is a guy that's going to be able to step in and play. I, I, people rating him a three star. Uh, it's just it's criminal, dog. That that one to me, that one to me is just straight criminal. Go back um, and
0: watch the state championship game against Saraland. Yeah, Tell me just, he's a three star.
1: Just turn on the film, bro. That you, you're worried about forty yard times and this kind of stuff a little bit too much with a guy like DJ Barber. Turn on the film. You know, the boy the boy drinks that tackle for you okay. <laughs> the the boy drinks that tackle for you um and then and then you look at Demarcus Riddick, who we heard day one bowl game practice. Hey, this kid's making waves. So it'll be young, there'll be growing pains, but I'm okay with what'll happen at linebacker. The same thing at the next level in the secondary. I know Charles Kelly and Crime Dog are going to get the DBs right. There's a lot of young talent there. Yes, we're losing DJ, and yes, we're losing Jalen and all that kind of stuff, man, and that sucks. But you do have Keontae coming back there to help. Um, And then I'm so excited about the young talent, the Sylvester Smiths and those kind of guys. Uh, So really for me, Blake, it's the defensive line. And it's, 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 the, it's defending the run over four quarters. It's really the, the interior of our defensive line that I'm looking at right now saying this offseason we got to find a way. Either some of these young cats need to step up and be dudes or we need to go find at least one, I would like, two guys out of the portal where I uh, can say, okay, at the very least, guys that we plug in and feel like they can start and be kind of productive. Ain't got to be Marcus Harris or Rodgers at this point. You're probably not going to find that in the portal but somebody that can come in and bridge the gap to us while some of these young guys, the T.J. Lindsays and, and those kind of guys, get their feet up under him. And Keldrick Falk, by the way, I don't want to leave him out. It looks like Keldrick is probably going to kind of stay, you know, moved in on the inside because I don't know if the boys ever going to stop growing. <sighs>
0: uh dustin um uh, i'm i'm sorry man i'm looking over here at the comments bro and people are saying what do you think about the basketball game we'll get we'll get to that in just a minute but uh i looked down and just seen barn by 100 and i'm just <laughs> like, i'm loving it so uh yeah i'm right there with you you know i can't disagree on this because dustin's speaking facts right i let's be honest here we know what we're going to be in the secondary we know you know we're going to be young at some spots but you got k in back and everything and you got Keontae coming back and even though you lost dk like i don't think it was that big of a deal you got the kid from texas that's transferring in for a year uh yeah well we're going to be fine in the secondary it it linebacker we're going to be fine um you know i just really look like Dustin said, man, at the middle of that defense, we're gonna see how much Marcus Harris really meant to this football program, and uh, we're gonna have to find it in the portal. I know everybody, like we said earlier, everybody's so strung out on a portal QB. No, that is not what we need in the portal. We need to go to the other side of the line of scrimmage and uh, and look for uh, look for some studs in the portal there. All right, because it's it's been. It's been different watching Auburn get slashed in the run game, you know, because like, like we always talk about, we grew up on Auburn just being absolutely nasty up front. You know, I mean, just, just go back in the days, man, the 90s and the 2000s and, and even the early 10s, you know, like we, we had some dogs come through Auburn and, and we've still had dogs recently, but, It's been different, man. Like the depth hasn't been there. We used to have pieces. Now it's just one or two guys up front, and and that's not Auburn football. And we got to get back to that. So when (laughs) when when that Harbaugh signature goes down and that Michigan roster opens up, Mm. I hope my boy Hugh is ready i hope he goes up there and he picks and he plucks out of that michigan roster <laughs> and i hope he gets some damn talent down to the plains
1: uh,
0: because it, it, A is coming and um you know look tampering it, it happens it's happening it's going on man like come on you're you're foolish if you don't think tampering is happening uh but look harbaugh once he moves on, somebody else uh, – well, I don't know. I'm not going to say somebody else has to leave to take the Michigan job because I think they're going to hire uh, the guy that coached uh, yeah. in, in as they call it, the game or, you know, the second, third best rivalry in college football in my opinion. Uh, so maybe an LSU roster doesn't open up because I know a lot of people think Brian Kelly would be a great fit at Michigan. But there will mm-hmm. be a roster open up. So, uh, what is it? Think we'll get any players from Michigan? I, uh, I, I mean, I hope. I, I'm. We need something in the portal, Dustin. We need something. Like yeah, I, I, I think Harbaugh's out of there. I think it's. I think it's a done deal. So their roster opens up for 30 days. So I think we could at least entertain it. You know, we'd probably, we'll probably get a a visit and they'll probably
1: sign somewhere else like jazzy yeah. said jazzy joe yeah
0: <laughs> he said that
1: today <laughs> yeah J- J- jazzy is definitely a uh, definitely a real auburn fan and uh like us man he he just he been he's been through it like all of us. He's been through it. So yeah. Jazzy, I, I definitely feel your sentiments. I would uh, the big thing to remember, let's say that this does happen because it looks like Harbaugh is going to take the Charger job. Um, and then, like Blake said, same thing that's happened in Bama here, where for thirty days, those players have the option to enter the portal because their had coach left? I think, uh, you know, what you look, you see, you see a lot. of Kite is Antonio Kite is a good example yep. where relationships play a big part in that. So, I don't know off the top of my head if there's anybody at Michigan that has a relationship with Jeremy Garrett or anything like that. Um, so, it'll just kind of be, we'll kind of see how all that goes. I got some of you guys' comments over here that I wanted to get to. Let's see. Oh my guy Chris saying, Game Day group chat is worth the membership price. to other people do that that I know of? Yeah, every day, um, like Chris said, for our members and on the thing, we have it listed as varsity, but our JV people, you're, they're actually in the group chat as well. But uh, yeah, me and Blake get in there every day, and especially the good thing right now is you know you got recruiting stuff that's going on, the coaching stuff going on, and we're literally giving you guys updates, everything that we're hearing. So we're glad that you enjoy that, Chris. Uh, we appreciate you, brother. And then yeah, Michael saying get that far city is worth it. Thank you all, man. The Walker Show getting in and saying I think my internet connection might have been messed up, but did I miss the code DC hire, brother? We're still waiting, man. We're still- listen. I got I got graphics and all kind of stuff ready to go. We, like, I don't even want – listen, dog, listen. It's coming. <laughs> it does look like – that. we'll talk about it. It does look like it's going to be uh Chris Kiffin and then the DJ Durkin's kind of uh, name was surfacing around mm. all weekend. It kind of heated up, right? And it seems like, just looking at the situation, it seems like Hugh has kind of waited till Chris Kiffin became available. He wanted to interview him, talk to him, kind of fill him out. So, we'll see how it goes. I would say – the two names that you're hearing is the same things that, you know, me and Blake have kind of heard. And then I've heard that like Arnett's still a maybe, but you know, as of right now, it's kind of like a distant third, but that's kind of where I've I've heard that the DC thing is sitting. And I don't really have a a, a favorite one way or the other, as far as Durkin or Kiffin.
0: The Arnett thing is like uh, a fall off in recruiting, right? Like they just don't think that he can recruit at a high level. Um I mean, why my my whole my whole stance on this is why are we delaying? If it's Durkin, why hasn't been announced yet? Right.
1: That's what so I was like,
0: thinking. Yeah. So so like if it's Kiffin, why are we waiting until the Texans lose? And then now you're still interviewing people. Yeah. Come on now. Like I, I just I don't know. Um it's kind of weird, but We'll find out soon. I mean, I don't think this thing drags out to Saturday. Let's yeah. uh, let's be honest. Like, by Friday we'll have a show, and it'll be about the D.C. hire probably. I mean, I, I just don't see it going through any further because these guys are on the road, man. They're recruiting the 25 class right now. You see it all over social media. Hugh and the coaching staff in high schools and, you know – uh the head coach of Alabama DeBoer, is wearing a navy shirt that says tied on it. Like that's super weird to me, but you know, <laughs> uh I mean uh but no, I, I just I think they gotta make a decision before weeks
1: in. I hear you. Chris says uh Bama fans calling him Julio 2.0, but why would a guy want that label? He'll be Ryan Williams 1.0 at Auburn. I'll say this uh the this kind of Perry didn't really like the whole Julio 2.0. Perry kind of made it known, like, hey, when I'm I'm Perry Thompson and I'm gonna do things my way. Just because I'm kind of the same play style as Julio and went to the same school as Julio, I'm not Julio. I'm gonna create my own path. So and I would say that uh I would say I've watched both these guys in high school. Uh Ryan Williams and Julio kind of have a different game, in my opinion. They're not they're not the same player. Ryan is is much more electric with the ball in his hands. And that's not a knock at Julio. They're just different players.
0: Yeah. So, like, the thing that they were, like, trying to say, and it it come out, like, comparing Ryan to Julio, Mm -hmm. what they were basically trying to say was uh, Julio kind of jump-started that Alabama dynasty because he was the first guy to get on the train and be like, hey, here's Nick Saban's headlining recruit. Like – This is the one that will be forever remembered, right? So Ryan could be DeBoer's, like, headliner. And, oh, he signed the best player in the country, and they said that we were going to fall off in recruiting and all of this stuff. But my thing is, with all of this stuff, man, and and Ryan gets brought up so much, uh, when you go to Alabama, this is my pitch for Ryan Williams, when you go to Alabama, players they 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 come in and out of there for for the past 15 16 17 years under Nick Saban they've come in and they've come out all right and and there's just so many of them that you know yeah you get remembered but you don't get a Cam Newton statue dog. like anytime Cam Newton comes back to Auburn University you don't get that at Alabama all right, Julio ain't got no statue. Only statue I see is uh, Nick Saban out there during this mm-hmm. dynasty. I don't see no player statue. Do you? No. I ain't seen one. I, ain't all right. just... I just see some bricks laying in the ground on the, on the walk of champions that say names and what year they graduated. That's all I see. So you can come to Auburn and you can be different and you can pair up with the other four. And you can bring Auburn back to what it used to be. Where Auburn is getting ragged right now, dog, on the offensive side of the ball. They can't score but 22 points a game on the offensive side of the ball. You could come and make it different. Where Auburn is putting up 40 points a game on the offensive side of the ball. You can be that dude. And when you come back 10 years from now, you could have a statue sitting next to who? Hey, who? Big Cam, uh, baby. You, you, it, there you go. Hey, come on now. Bo. oh no. Cam. All right. Ryan Williams, he's that good, folks. Like he could win a Heisman. Yeah. I, I'm I'm being dead serious. And and that's what you could get if you come to Auburn. So that's that that's my pitch to Ryan Williams. And uh I me personally, I want him to go to Auburn because, like I said, I'm from Mobile, Alabama. I'm two five one. I love this city. And To see three dudes out of the Freeze Five be at Auburn University, man, I I would be through the roof, dog. Like it would be, it would hit a lot harder for me.
1: Yeah, and you know it was it's so crazy because going back, going back to the fall, everybody was that watched the show. Y'all heard me say I always was making the joke that Cam Coleman was a six star because I just never seen nothing like that up close and. It's the same thing with Ryan. Like Ryan's the same. Then I go see Ryan. I'm like, good God, dude, it's the same thing. Um, they're different players, but I mean what I said about Ken Coleman when there's never been nothing like that play receiver at Auburn. Yep. If you pair that with another guy that there's never been nothing like that, play wide receiver at Auburn, man, and Perry Thompson's right there on that level. He's right there. You know, I would put Ryan and, and Cam a little bit above. And and but you always make the point, is that because Perry just wasn't given the opportunities due to the limitations on his high school team, you know, we'll see, but it's, uh, listen, dude, I, it's, it's, it's good. It's a new day. It's a, it's a new day when it comes to outside wide receiver and it took you freeze all of one recruiting cycle to do it. So
0: that's, that's my point. Like me, me and Dustin were talking today, right. And everybody was online saying, well, why did Perry get dropped from a five-star to a four-star? Look, we went and saw Perry, what, four times, Dustin, three times, four times. Uh, we went and saw perry four times this year and y'all I, I i'm not i'm not down in a high school kid so please don't take it that way all right but perry just didn't have the quarterback he was a sophomore he was a sophomore he just didn't have the quarterback to get him the football all right so like we've mentioned on here before, they were having to motion Perry in the backfield and take handoffs, and uh, it, it was just they were having to run reverses and screens to him and everything, and so he didn't put up a lot of numbers. You know, like, he just he didn't have as many opportunities as other guys had, so I feel like that's why they dropped him, and, uh, and that's ultimately why he didn't play in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game is because he just didn't have the numbers to do anything. And, I mean, hell, he played defense, too. I mean, punt return, kick return. I mean, dude did it all for Foley.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, Perry's a stud, man. Pops. My Pops getting in here, Blake. I know Pops will show up if you talk about D-line now. He says that D-line has gone backwards since Gardner left, and it's hard to argue that, Pops. Uh, Dad, let me tell you something about my dad watching the game with him. That That quarterback has longer than about two, three seconds to throw that ball. It, it it's going to get real colorful in the living room. And get the quarterback. Get the quarterback. That's what Pops is all about, get to the quarterback. But, hey, man, when you're getting crushed on third long offseason, when you can't stop a fourth and goal from the 31, I think a lot of that has to deal with you can't get to the quarterback. Our guy Chris says, uh, Jazzy is funny in game day. He's right, though. Yeah, look, Jazzy, uh I love Jazzy, man. Jazzy's the best, and he uh, he is funny in the group chat. Tim Toolman Taylor says, if Kiff- if Kiffin couldn't really interview until they were eliminated, it makes sense. That's all I can think of. Yeah, that kind of just looking at the timeline, it's, you just kind of add it up, right? And you say, okay, um, even if it does end up being Durkin, it would just make sense to say it took this long because you wanted to interview Kiffin. You wanted to see how all that plays out. But here's the thing, too. Like, I know we all want it just because we're Auburn fans and we want to know and want to know. But it's not really pressing. Like it doesn't have to happen by tomorrow. Like we kind of yeah. know the guys that are on the list. We know it's gonna be one of these two guys, it may be this guy, right? Yeah. Maybe a third, but we know about who it's gonna be. The rest of the staff is in place. Whoever it is is already gonna be co-DC and probably will be given some kind of other, you know, position to help coach out with. So it's just not, it's just not this super I'm not too worried about it other than the standpoint of like a content creator standpoint, but as far as a fan, like it's, I'm, I'm cool. If it takes till Saturday, it's just not that big of a deal really. So taking your time and getting it right. I'm, I'm cool with that. I
0: th- I think Hugh knows too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he already knows. Um, it's just like, yeah, whenever they get ready to them. announce it,
1: man. Yeah, and there's you know look there's families involved there's there's there's, again it's not just a video game so sometimes these things might take a week or two like we knew it was gonna be Derek Derek Nix, and you saw it kind of take a week and a half two weeks just because of contract stuff and every kind of everything else involved so there's a lot of stuff in play. Brad Browning says yesterday everyone was all but sure it was a done deal but Durkin was that guy. Yeah, this is the thing, Brad. This stuff um, somebody can post an article on social media next thing you know is all the, in, the little fake insiders come out and it's a done deal. I'm here and it's Durkin. And it very well may be Durkin, but, uh, yeah, you know, if you if you are one of our members and, you know, we kind of tell guys in the group chat when this stuff's circling around, me and Blake usually will pop in. If, if there's some truth to it, we'll tell you, hey, you know, but a lot of times we're just – a lot of times it ends up being, hey, pump the brakes, you know, this is uh, – we're not sure yet, and it's it's funny how these these fires kind of spread on social media. Uh, we're about to get out of here, guys. Get your last second comments in if you have not. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Our guy two five one Alaska Albie checking in, saying Ryan Williams is coming to Auburn. Cancelled his visit to Texas. Bama is on the downtrend with this new coach and all the players leaving to Ohio State. Yeah, dude, I, I'm not a uh, I'm not as as bold as going to come out and say. Ryan Williams is coming to Auburn, but I'll tell you this my friend, um just if you just look at it, like Blake said relationships and everything else, I like us it looks good for us and then before Saban before Saban retired, there were some people that I trust telling me, "Hey man, I just this is 50-50." And I heard that consistently from people that worked in different places or or, or somebody here. But it was always – it was, it was it doesn't happen a lot on the recruitment. But it was pretty much the same thing, lock and step. Hey, man, this is 50-50. This, this could go either way. It's Bama-Auburn. And I continue to kind of hear that same thing. So it's, um, it's going to be fun to see. I think that Hugh Freeze getting that last visit will be crucial. And I would look at that and say I think that there might be a reason for that, right? Hugh knows what he's doing
0: his uh his commitment date brad is uh his signing day is february 9th he's signing on his birthday the same day his dad signed with auburn mm. so look i heard something two months ago about this recruitment and you know i'm i'm not putting it out there uh but you know i've i've Talked with a couple people, and, and I think Auburn sits in a nice place. I, I said it a couple episodes ago. I thought he would take the visit to Texas, and I didn't think Alabama was really in it anymore. But uh, I think he he does have a passion for Alabama. I think he does love Alabama. Uh, but I think Saban retiring, man, I, I think that hit a little harder. For him, and uh, and then you got to think, man. Like I said earlier, Holman Wiggins, uh, uh, T. Rob leaving yeah. that that probably took a big hit, and just taking you know a surprise one night Monday trip to meet the coaching staff, and then a visit. I mean, did he did he strengthen a relationship there? Did he make a relationship like you've met the guys twice and like? Is it that is that a strong enough bond because we've heard relationships matter right so I don't I don't know it's 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 an Alabama Auburn it's an Alabama Auburn decision Texas Am it's not happening I I just I don't think Texas A&m is in this if Texas ain't in it then Texas Am ain't in it all right that's the way I'm looking at it so um, it is February 9th uh, it's it's his birthday. Um and in the same day his dad signed with Auburn so like I know that for a fact. Um, South Carolina just beat Kentucky. Wow, my parlay mm, hurts. Um, but yeah, look, Ryan, just just stay patient with it. If he if he comes, it's program changing. If he doesn't, uh, he's going to Alabama. We're gonna have to play against him for the next three years. So get ready. Hopefully, he George Pickens them. So that would be
1: great. Right, Uh Hugh Freeze. 251 Alaskan obviously says Hugh Freeze has that swag with these young recruits. He just gets it. I think he gets Williams. He's not leaving the state. You can bet on that. Yeah. And uh yeah, I trust Hugh Freeze and we'll just see how it goes. But uh, you know, I agree with Blake 100 percent in the fact that this is a guy that you can't just give up on. He's program changing. Uh we've already brought in the best five receiver class we ever, you know, we've ever had. So I like where we sit. And it's just gonna be it's uh it's gonna be fun one way or the other bro it's gonna be one of those where unless some kind of some kind of info drops a couple of, you know hours before which just sometime happen in a big time recruitment, we might be sitting there when he goes to put you know within two hats on the table we might not really know right we, it might be one of those which is rare nowadays you pretty much kind of know which way it's going to go uh February 9th we might all the whole state of Alabama is going to be sitting there, you know, maybe kind of waiting to see how it goes. So I look forward to it. Uh, Like I said, man, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Blake, you got anything before we get out of here? Uh, I'll just touch
0: on Brad's last comment. Uh, And that, that can kind of be my closing up deal, uh, closing thoughts. And I'll just say this, Brad, like everybody says that uh, Saban's hanging around. My deal with that, is that enough to keep him? I, I just don't, what does Saban do? with hanging around like that's my thing is is so when DeBoer loses a game how is that going to work is Saban going to be at his office door and being like hey man you know you you shouldn't have lost uh you shouldn't have lost a Missouri at home brother so like how does how does that work what baby okay hold on hold on uh I'm almost done so sorry y'all my daughter just coming here um so, like, how does that work, man? I just don't – I don't think that meshes well. And I think, like, we've already heard that the whole stadium uh, office inside the stadium and everything, I just don't believe any of that. I'm sorry I'm out on it. Um Yeah, and Pat I hung around. He did. And it – hey,
1: People – yeah, my dad was yeah. always telling me about how it wasn't good for Auburn that he it, did. Exactly. So.
0: Exactly. So,
1: I don't know, though. War damn, y'all. Yes, sir. Woodham Eagle. Hey, our members be on the lookout. You know, content could be dropping anytime in that newsfeed. We got that. We got the Iron Bowl on the court tomorrow. Like I said, we got the live stream coming up Saturday. So y'all be on the lookout. And we will be back Friday, special recruiting episode. If you are a, uh, we were, for the new members, if you have a Twitter, because we haven't, we're adding new members, but they're not, um, we're not adding anybody new to the chat, so I'm sure some of y'all do have a Twitter. Get at me and Blake; Our handles are right there. We'll get you in that, in that game day group chat for the Twitter so you can kind of keep updated on all the stuff going on. We appreciate all y'all. We love all y'all. We'll be back Friday with a recruiting episode, 10 a.m. War Damn Eagle. We'll see y'all then.
0: War Damn, baby.